0: We continue our study of Acts with chapter five, verses 12 through 42. When God continued to pour out his demonstrations of power through healings, tongues, and other miracles, the Sadducees continued to try to silence the gospel. The apostles were not silenced as they obeyed God rather than men. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he faithfully teaches today's portion of this week's message entitled, Power, Persecution, Progress. Well, come back with me to the book of Acts. We've been away for a couple of weeks. I knew that we'd be traveling a little bit, so I booked Scott to preach last week, and, uh, and then as it turned out, we got to go do um, on-the-job training as grandparents this last Monday through Friday. So you know, I had a little bit of extra time to get ready for this passage, and I'm looking forward to it. Listen fast. Be prepared to swallow hard, thirty-one verses this morning. Now, it's not my personal best all time, but it's right up there. But this is all one event, and I want you to see it. The, the band of believers in the infancy of the church began with the hundred and twenty Jews who were meeting, waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus had promised, and now. It has exploded from that 120 to thousands by the time we get to Acts chapter 5. The power of God is on display every day through miraculous healings at the hands of the apostles. The work of the Holy Spirit is otherwise evident in the, the astounding unity of the believers to one another and their commitment to sacrificial care for each other. And then God has demonstrated His holiness in the midst of this by, get a load of this, executing two members of the church in front of the congregation when they sought glory for themselves through dishonesty, and that shocking case of Ananias and Sapphira was sobering to say the least as we looked at it last time. Today we return to the record of the early days of the church right at that point after the Ananias and Sapphira incident. The unbelieving leaders of the Sanhedrin, that governing body of the Jews, again will try to silence the gospel. This time there's going to be both a supernatural intervention when an angel releases the apostles from a locked prison and and then God using human means through the counsel of a man named Gamaliel. And God is going to allow His servants to be flogged but they're going to rejoice that they were considered worthy to suffer for Christ. So we have uh, dispatched Scott Basolo to Africa, but uh, as a little tip of the hat to him, five-point double alliteration this morning. Here's where we're going. The title is Power, Persecution, and Progress, but power is poured out, priests persecuted again, preaching persisted, pragmatism prevailed and preaching persisted again. I didn't even have to stretch it to make those work. All right, the power of God is going to be continued to be poured out. Demonstration after demonstration of His miraculous power, this was in the era when what 2 Corinthians 12 calls the signs of an apostle were evident in the form of miracles, healings, and tongues. So We come back to chapter 5, verse 12, the first half of that verse says, at the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were taking place among the people. Now I want to point out to you that there's an interesting grammatical thing here. It would be more visible if we didn't have the verse divisions and we just punctuated this because a thought has begun there with what I just read to you And then it's resumed in verse 15 and everything from the middle of verse 12 through the end of verse 14 is a parenthesis. It goes something like this, at the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were taking place among the people, then verse 15, to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets so that when Peter came by at least his shadow might fall on any of them. Now here's what's going on. As we saw last time, The only place in first century Jerusalem where a large group of people could gather was in the temple. The largest uh, publicly available area in the temple was known as Solomon's Portico. So they met there every day. And here's that parenthesis in the middle of verse 12 to verse 14. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's portico. And yes, I know the joke that that's how we know they had Hondas in those days. All in one accord. But none of the rest dared to associate with them. However, the people held them in high esteem. And all the more believers in the Lord, multitudes of men and women, were constantly added to their number. This outpouring of miracles was part of an answer to their prayer back in chapter 4, verses 29 and 30, that God would continue to give confidence to His people, especially to the apostles, and He would confirm their message with miracles. But interestingly, between that prayer and this outpouring of more miracles, um, God did not answer that prayer until the church was made pure. And God specifically made an example of Ananias' and, uh, and, and uh, Sapphira. Now an important distinction we should make is that the early church was not about miracles. The apostles did not put up banners advertising healing services. It was a church built around not miracles, it was a church built around the crucified and resurrected Christ and the gospel. And that church contained miracle working apostles. And that's an important distinction. The focus was Jesus and the gospel. The miracles were the signs. A sign is something that points toward something else. The signs pointed to the Savior after grabbing attention because the signs were wonders. They were awe-inspiring things, which were clearly supernatural. So down to verses 15 and 16. To such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also, the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all being healed. Do you see already step one of Acts chapter 1 verse 8? After the Holy Spirit comes, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea. And now the people from the surrounding area around Jerusalem, Judea, are bringing people to Jerusalem. The combination of the impact of these phenomenally changed lives demonstrated by their sacrificial love and care for one another that we saw in chapter 2 and again in chapter 4, plus the miracles that attracted people from all around Jerusalem. Many were healed, and as during the ministry of Jesus, some who were afflicted by demons were also delivered. Now there probably was a dose of superstition involved, there certainly was wishful thinking involved, but the attraction to the apostles, especially Peter, was powerful. And people came to believe that God's power could work even through Peter's shadow now, the text does not say that Peter's shadow actually healed anyone. But the point is, this is here to tell us that's how profound was the reputation that some people even believed that the power of God was poured out in those days. So what happens? The priest, priests persecuted again. Well, again, that, that hierarchy of the Jews. Uh, who did not believe, tried to silence the message of the gospel. You see, Satan powerfully hates Christ and the gospel and those who believe in Christ and preach the gospel, and he will use anyone who shares his hatred for Jesus or who is clueless enough to go along with him. And again, Satan's willing dupes are the Sadducees, one of the main groups among the Pharisees. The Sadducees tended to control the priesthood. On the surface, what you're about to see is it's almost comical as the pompous, aristocratic, proud, arrogant Sadducees again decide, hey, let's throw the apostles in jail. That'll help. And this time, God doesn't even wait for humans to decide to to let them go. So look at verse 17. But the high priest rose up along with, his, with all his associates, that is the sect of the Sadducees. The Sadducees were the religious liberals. They, they did not believe in resurrection. So can you imagine how irksome it was that now there are thousands and thousands of people preaching about the resurrected Jesus, the one that they had crucified, Now, the other main faction is the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the the, the super strict ones, the hyper legalistic ones. You want to remember how to do it? The Sadducees did not believe in resurrection. That's why they're sad, you see. You'll never forget it again. Even if you try to, you won't be able to forget that again. Well, it says they were filled with jealousy. This is, as we kept saying, our temple. We're the ones in charge here. You are a bunch of infiltrators. We don't like this. We don't like the message. We don't like you. Go away. Shut up. And they wouldn't. So they were filled with jealousy. They laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison and taking them out, he said, go Stand and speak to the people in the temple the whole message of this life. Upon hearing this, they entered into the temple about daybreak and began to teach. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.